Well, I think uh, uh, first and foremost, anytime uh, uh, you lose, it's a chance to hit the reset button. Uh, refocuses everyone. Uh, nobody likes uh, uh, the feeling of losing. And um, from that, uh, you're going to get the players are going to practice harder. Coaches will be more dialed in. And I think we'll be ready to uh, put a best foot forward come uh, tournament time. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. March Madness is here. Scott Drew, the head coach for now of Baylor. Scott here saw some rumors this morning as I was diving into this bracket. Scott Drew and the pursuit by Georgia. So we'll see if there's any sort of distraction there. But Scott Drew is the coach of Baylor for now. And his team is the number one seed in the East bracket. We're going to go region by region and kind of give you some early thoughts on everything here with this bracket. I'll start us off by uh, by talking a lot about the East here. So Baylor's your number one seed. It's the East region of Philadelphia. Baylor, the number one. The number two in this region is Kentucky. So it's a Baylor-Kentucky region. Uh, we could go through some of the, the match, actually all the matchups here. But quick thoughts on this bracket before we, um, we get to the games here, guys. My first thought is this is a pretty – this is not as strong as some of the other uh, regions. I'll put it that way. I, I don't feel like this is as strong one through four as the other regions. I mean, I think there's a, a vulnerable three here in Perdont, even though Purdue's probably better than we give them credit for. Like I look at the, you know, I look across to the South, the one we talked about earlier with Arizona, Tennessee is a three. I just think this is a daunting region here compared to some of the other ones. What was your big picture takeaway on the East? I, I didn't think see, it was overwhelming. See, I, I have the exact opposite opinion. Mm. There, I look at the Midwest as being a weaker region, and I know some people believe that it just leaves a clear path for some of those top seeds. I say uh, maybe not here because I see a bunch of teams after mm-hmm. four that could make a deep run. But I actually look at the top of the East as pretty strong. Now, Baylor, I get where your where your point is. I think overall it's just the injuries are going to be too much and impacting their, their best players. So did the committee take that into account enough? It doesn't seem like they did. Should Baylor get that one? It's always kind of weighing that when you have injuries at the, the end of the season, but you're right. also breaking down that resume. But when I look past the one even, uh, Kentucky – I, I look them as one of the stronger two, certainly not the weakest. I think we can go to the West for that one. Mm-hmm. And and Purdue, elite offense, we saw it on display over the weekend. The issue is always going to be the defense. They might be uh, primed for an upset. Uh, UCLA, of the yeah. fours that we have, a strong I, look at, a strong I look at them as a very strong four. And in the five in the region, where's the five? St. Mary's. Say okay, so I don't mind St. Mary's, Texas. They could be out in the first round, but I, I do think that it, it's deeper. It's a, it's a deeper region, and maybe I'm overreacting to what we saw. How Texas blew that big lead in the Big Twelve Championship, which we don't want to overreact to that one game. And overall, they did have a very good season. And if you look into the double digit area, we you know Vatek. How many teams are playing better than Vatek? That's a good 8-9 matchup. And no matter what, Baylor's going to have a tough one in that first weekend going up against either North Carolina and Marquette. So I actually think this one is uh, stronger than you do, Joji. So maybe I'll, I'll reframe it this way. I think one through three, I like other brackets better than this. I don't think this is a strong one through three. But you, I, I think the way you framed it with deep, right? You go down to 11, Virginia Tech's yeah. pretty good. This is an interesting bracket, Aaron, because – you know, yeah. the, one, the other thing that didn't happen here quickly is they didn't put Villanova here. I, I, I was looking for that because Villanova, the East, it's in Philadelphia, basically be home games for them. So Villanova did not get the East region. 
Um, Adam, I was talking about the number ones. Who could I see going out first? Maybe Gonzaga and maybe Baylor. I could see UCLA beating Baylor in the Sweet 16 in this bracket in the East. I could too. I have a future on UCLA, so I'm hoping for it. Right, let's, let's dive Same. into the uh, <laughs> let's dive into the uh, the early lines for these games and kind of what jumps out. Uh, Baylor is a 20 and a half point favorite over Norfolk State. I mean, the one thing that I, I noticed when diving into Norfolk State, they turned the ball over on over 20% of their possessions. This feels like it could be a, like, you know, we've seen 16s over, we've seen a 16 over one. This is not the craziest thing in the world. I, I'd be surprised if this game is close for more than a half. Baylor just feels like too seasoned, too many players that have been through this that they're going to have any trouble with them. So it's a 20 and a half point number in the one 16 game. Maybe my favorite eight, nine is North Carolina as the eight, Marquette as the nine. Uh, UNC is a three-point favorite. We know – look, I think we know if UNC on their best night. They could cause some trouble here. And then Marquette is so interesting, Joe, because they've had two runs this season. I think they won eight in a row at one point and five in a row at one point. I mean, they've had two mm-hmm. good runs. Other than that, their season's been kind of choppy. I like Shaka Smart. I feel like whoever wins this game – can give Baylor a scare in, in the in the second round. It's a matter of, of picking the winner here. UNC three point favorite over Marquette. Yeah, that would that will be uh that'd be fascinating. We, in in the ACC tournament, we saw Vir- North Carolina take care of Virginia. They had a nice run at the end of the season. Now all of a sudden, sweeping Virginia Tech that looks super impressive because uh, right. of what the Hokies did in the tournament with Marquette. I just I never know what I'm going to get from them at the tail end of the season, similar to Michigan in, in the manner of win loss, win loss, win loss, just, just back and forth, back and forth. Could they win this game? Absolutely. And we know about Shaka Smart's pedigree and his experience in the, uh, in the tournament. I would lean to the North Carolina side. What is that number three right now? Yes. Yeah, three. We're, we're still at three at most spots. Um, we'll continue to break this one down throughout the week, but I, I totally get what you're saying though. that, it's kind of like a high floor eight, nine, right. And uh, going against a Baylor team that is quite vulnerable. I think that's what everybody's going to do. It's okay. Wh- where's the spot that I'm going to pick against Baylor. There are a few one twos that we're all going to do that. I think most people are going to do that with Kansas in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where is the exact spot that, that I'm willing to knock out these top seats. Uh, so we get St. Mary's versus the winner of Wyoming, Indiana as the five twelve in this region. The Wyoming-Indiana game is interesting. Obviously, we're going to have to wait to break down who St. Mary's opponent is here. But, you know, Indiana had a nice run in the Big Ten tournament and obviously put themselves in this position. They get to play in this play-in game. They are four-point favorites over Wyoming, but Wyoming's good. I, I feel like if you just look at, like, oh, Big Ten, Wyoming, eh, you know, they'll be – Yeah. Wyoming was a top 25 team at one point, and I think, the, I think they started the year – at 20, they were 21 and three. They've cooled down since then, but Wyoming could play. That that will not be an easy game, Aaron, for Indiana to win that first yeah, game. Yeah, Wyoming's got this six foot seven guard, Hunter Maldonado, who's really good for Wyoming. And then if it's Indiana, I think they could beat St. Mary's too. They've got Xavier Johnson, who's been playing well. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, who can give you like two and a half locks. And this other guy, Reese Thompson, who can give you seven boards per game. So, I think either either one of those teams could maybe knock off St. Mary's. I didn't like the way Wyoming played at the end there in conference play. Yeah, they fell off. Th- throughout much of the season, they were looking pretty strong, and, and they had some pretty 
good, solid wins. I mean, you, they took out Utah State. But then it was, again, teams outside the top 100. Like you lose to New Mexico. Uh, they lost to Stanford earlier on in the season. If I'm going to look at teams that m- more so at how they're playing at the end of the season, I see if you're including the conference tournament in the last month of the year, what do we got? Five conference losses. I, that, that's what I didn't love here. Uh, Mountain West, if you want to fade them, I don't really have – have an issue with that one too much. Uh, early thoughts. I'm probably going to play Indiana in that game. Uh, you know, I probably. Here's the other thing I think about the game. Shouldn't this be Michigan's spot? Yes. Shouldn't Michigan be in this game, and Indiana should be the eleven, or excuse me, the yeah, the eleven where the eleven. Where, yeah, where Michigan is uh, in the uh, in the South region. Nope. This should be Michigan. I agree. Uh, okay, so we have UCLA Akron. I, I mentioned as we came back here that the, the bracket, the East bracket, has either big lines or small lines. Like there's no really no in between numbers in this in this bracket. This is a 14 point number. I would imagine it's probably one of the bigger 14, uh, 13, four games. Uh, UCLA, I've liked them all year. Uh, look, they're 25 and seven. Four of their seven losses either in overtime or by fewer than six points. I mean, they just. There is an alternative reality here where there a couple bounces go their way and they're a two seed. Like they've had, they're they're a good team, and yeah. I think they'll be fine in this bracket. And they take on Akron, who's I mean they're hot right now. They've won I think eight in a row, and they're really good at the free throw line. Which if you're going to pull an upset off, you need to make threes and hit free throws. But this is a tall order to to knock off UCLA. Jake, we get to root for John Gross. John Gross, former Illini coach, goes back to the MAC and, and look at him. I get. Getting bit, getting uh, get some stuff done. Eight, yeah, you're right. Eight consecutive wins. Uh, they were the team that knocked out uh, the one seed that people were looking at in, in that MAC conference tournament. But if you're looking at the matchups, like, okay, wh- what does Akron do poorly? It's not the whole a whole lot that jumps out here. So I, I'm looking at that that 14. 14. It wouldn't surprise me if we get past 14 up to 15. I saw some 14 and a halfs out there. Uh, all right, look, Joe, I know you're excited for this one. Texas, Virginia Tech, 6-11 game. When I looked this morning, um, it was a one-point number. Texas just here by one point over Virginia Tech in this game. I, I don't know if we'll see another 6-11 close to this. I, I haven't dove into all the 6-11 uh, lines here, but I imagine this is the shortest one. I mean, it's, it's, it's 6-11. It's only a one-point game. Um, I, I know we all give the committee a lot of crap and we look at specific angles that we don't like. I think we should commend them on some things we do like. I like this matchup. I like what they did here. So they took Texas, a, a team that the metrics really like, and they kind of fit a lot of criteria that we look for out of a national champion in a final four run. And they have the great coaching, but they're playing bad ball right now. They've lost three in a row. They lost their last two regular season games against the two best in the Big 12 and Baylor in Kansas. Then, then they lose in the first round, blow up huge league lead against TCU day one of the Big 12 tournament. Okay. And now they're going to play one of the hot teams, teams that not a lot of people were taking to win the ACC and, and they take down Duke in a big matchup. I mean, how many teams are playing better than Virginia Tech right now? So you have two teams heading in opposite directions. As they reset this week, you have the higher seed is the team that's not playing great basketball right now. I understand the betting market. Texas is very tough to bet on. These long stretches 
where they just don't score any buckets are infuriating. I know that's the story with a lot of college basketball teams, but in particular, Texas. So the one thing about this matchup that I w- would concern me if I'm on Texas is Virginia Tech hits their threes and hits them, I mean, a significant amount of threes. And, and we know Texas is a, is a defensive team. They're not a great offensive team. I, if, I'm a, if I'm a Texas backer, here's what I'm worried about. Virginia Tech gets a bunch of threes in the first half, and then it's like a grind. Can Texas come back when they're down? Because that's not their game. Their game is to play defense. It's to slow the game down. I just – I won't be shocked if Virginia Tech just wins the game outright. I, I have a long shot future on Texas, and at first blush, I really like Virginia Tech in this game. Aaron, what do you think? First thought. Upset? Even though it's not even really I love Virginia Tech. I'm in Virginia, so, I mean, I've always been a Hokies fan, but, I mean, I would take them as underdogs if I could. All right, Purdue-Yale. Purdue, 16-point favorite in the 314 matchup. Look, Purdue, as much as we we have fun with them, they have uh, eight quad one wins. They're fourth in the country, three-point percentage. They're number three in offense. Jaden Ivey's a good player. Uh, Meanwhile, you know, Yale comes in hot. I mean, 11 to 13, they've got a bunch of non-conference games against good opponents, but I would be surprised if this is where Purdue goes out. How can they keep up offensively? They can't. They're outside the top 200 in offensive efficiency. I mean, we, and we can criticize Purdue and we're probably going to try to map out when you take Purdue out, when the, when their defensive problems are going to hit ahead. But yeah, I Purdue's a spot here. I am disappointed in the 7-10 matchup, not because I don't think it's going to be a good game, but because I wanted I wanted to pick both of these teams to win their first matchup, and now I can't do it. Murray State-San Francisco. I think about a month ago I threw out San Francisco as a kind of a, a long-shot future from a small conference. Um, but here's what surprised me in this one, Joe. They are favorites over a 30-2 and two Murray State team that everyone has loved all year. They're the seven-seed Murray State. San Fran, 24-9. They are a favorite in this game. I mean, the one sin San Francisco's had all year is they just can't beat Gonzaga. Every time they're on TV, Gonzaga slaps them around. But doesn't mean San Francisco's not good. It's just we see them in those high-profile games, and they're not close. I was surprised, though, Aaron. I, I thought I thought Murray State would be favored in this game. Yeah, I did, too. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play this one. One and a half? It's tough. Probably just be on the San Francisco side for me. I just hate how it's set up. We were talking about this during the break. You've got a couple plucky teams that could be qualified Cinderella. Murray State would because even though there are seven because of the school. But the winner is going to have to face Kentucky in the second round. Yeah, it's a lot. And Kentucky, St. Peter's here. Kentucky is favored in this game by 17. (laughs) St. Peter's actually is a pretty good offensive team, a defensive team. So there's something to them. But Kentucky, big favorite. Quickly here. Uh, to make the final four out of this region, uh, we have Baylor plus 240, Kentucky plus 240. Same odds. The one of the two in this in this region to make the final four. Purdue's plus 550 as the three seed in this region. And you can find UCLA at plus 650. So the top two mm. have the same odds to come out of this bracket. Interesting. We'll see if it's like that in the other regions. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily, right here on the Beck UL Network. We'll go off, we'll go off the board on the other side. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.